Hello and welcome to the next episode of Next Gen. I'm your host Andrew Pratt and I'm excited to be back here today. And today we are going to be discussing ministry families and what it's like to be a part of a ministry family, uh, why I've decided to be a pastor, my journey to being a pastor, and a little bit just about um, our experiences as ever since we got married um, in ministry. And maybe a couple of experiences from when I was um, uh, a bit younger as a as a pastor's kid. Um, I'm recording this episode a little bit late because we've got a week of worship in our local uh, Adventist school. So I'm involved in that, helping out. I mean, lots and lots and lots of fun so far. And I'm absolutely loving seeing how our kids in our local school are experiencing just a little bit of what God has in store for them. So being a ministry family, uh, for those who aren't aware, I'm going to give you a bit of background. For a bit of background, uh, my dad is a pastor, which means I was born into a pastoral home, which has been amazing. Uh, My mum is a teacher, um, and I've got one sister. And growing up, we always had ministry around us. Um, It was just something that happened in our lives. I mean... It's kind of in my DNA. Um, if you go on my past, on my mum's um, paternal side, um, her dad's a pastor, so she's a PK as well. My grandfather was a pastor. My great grandfather was a pastor, and my great great grandfather was one. And my great 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 grandfather, I'm not one hundred percent on whether he was one, um, but he was definitely heavy, heavily involved in the church, and he kind of started. Our family, along with my great-great-grandfather, down the track of being Seventh-day Adventists. And um, so I was kind of born into this, um, but it, it, not, not really. Um, so I'll explain a bit more about that in a minute. But um, being in a pastoral family as a kid, um, we might talk about this from, the, from bit the, being a kid's perspective first. So being a, a pastor's kid is an interesting life. Um, as much as most members and most people try not to, um, there are naturally more expectations and just more things that happen um, to a pastor's kid. Um, the first thing is expectations of members. Um, members may not realise it, but um, often members have expectations of pastor's kids that are unrealistic. Um, many members think that their minister is meant to be slightly holier than they are or in a better relationship with God or Jesus than they are, but often that's not the case. Um, the pastor struggles just like they do, and as does his family. But um, pastor's kids often unintentionally feel the weight of expectation from members as to how they should behave and as to how their relationship with God should be. Um, and that places a, a very um, heavy burden um, on the pastoral family and trying to protect kids or trying to work out how to navigate um, those challenges with kids. Um, one example of this is when I was um, around about, I think I would have been about 15, 16, um, some of my friends um, and and me, uh, we decided we were going to go out to the headland at the local beach close to our big camp um, because there was a meteor shower, which was going to be awesome. Um, and it was awesome to watch it. Um, and I don't know if those friends were listening to this episode, but they might remember remember it. Um, and I loved it. Um, but 
a couple of days, well, that next day actually, a um, lovely saint, um, a lovely, a lovely member of a of a church, um, came to my dad and said, "Hey, uh, uh, Pastor Darren, we saw your son um, going to the beach at two a.m. last night." Well, I don't know what they were doing up at two a.m., but um, we went. And and I did, I don't know what my dad said, but um, I I remember that, and I probably, my dad probably doesn't even remember that interaction, but I definitely remember it. And it's kind of always that one's always stuck with me. But there's lots of other times where members have unintentionally placed extra expectations on the pastoral family. For example, expecting the pastoral family to be able to play music every single week, or expecting that the pastoral family will be able to be there 100% boots and all every single week. Um, a pastoral family is like any other family. They have their challenges, they have their difficulties, they have their their things that go wrong in life and sometimes they are just not able to be to be 100%. And that's, that's okay. Uh, we've got to realize that that's okay. So that's just one part of it. Um, I, I remember a lot of... Growing up, I remember a lot of moments where my family experienced stress that they shouldn't have had to experience. But it comes with the with the territory, being in ministry. Um, I remember when I was younger, there was one particular church that my dad had that resulted in my family really struggling for a while, and um, my mum was quite hurt. I was quite hurt, even though I was very young. And Madison doesn't really remember it, but. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of stuck with our family, um, those moments of intense hurt. Um, as, as intense hurt does stick with any family, um, but carrying that baggage in ministry is really tough sometimes. Um, yeah. One other thing that happens often as a pastor's kid is that you end up doing jobs and roles and ministry things that you didn't want to do. Um, now, I don't want anyone to take this bit the wrong way, but... Um, Growing up, quite often there were people would not show up to um, fulfill something that said they'd do, or they wouldn't show up to um, help out in a role that they were nominated for. And of course, being someone and being pastors, kids, you see how hard your parents work, so you decide, hey, I might step up and um, and help out there. And so often you naturally learn skills along the way that um, you didn't intend to learn, you didn't want to learn. Um, if anything, you'd be, you'd prefer not having to know them. Um, but with nevertheless, you do, you end up knowing them and you end up learning things that, um, are awesome. Um, and they're, they're wonderful experiences and they have helped me out a lot as I've gotten older. Um, so as a pastor's kid, I've, I've, I've chatted to a number of pastor's kids and have all said similar things. I've experienced a lot of negativity um, around around the church um, and I am at a point now where I'm okay with all of that but a lot of other pastors kids aren't um, and that's kind of sad because in a way our church has failed them um, by expecting them to be better than their peers and placing undue pressure on them now um, growing up I never wanted to be a pastor. It was actually one of the last things on my list. Um, 
So when I was a kid, I did, but I watched how my dad got hurt in ministry and I went, you know what, that is just not for me. So I um, decided that I wasn't going to get myself involved in ministry. Um, and I, as I went through high school, I selected subjects ready for medicine. Um, I was dead set on doing medicine in some form or another. Um, and I... I, yeah, I was avoiding ministry. I, I, I had an inkling that it was a calling in my life. I mean, God had kind of been working on my heart saying, hey, this is what you should be doing. But um, I, yeah, I was avoiding it. And when, um, uh, when, when I moved churches, I moved from Memorial Church to Gateway Church in the Kurumong area. And I got involved in in a church ministry after a mentor there, he took me under his wing and he pestered me for about six weeks going, hey, you should join the audiovisual team. And eventually I did. And that was my first real taste of what church ministry can do for others and what it can do for, for myself. Um, there's, a, there's a saying, I can't remember which um, preacher it's by, but he basically says, I was called to, to be a, a pastor for, their sal- for my, my own salvation. Um, and I, I very much so believe that, that being a pastor is one of the ways that God can best get through to me. Um, but yeah, continuing with the story, I got involved in that, and I got involved in another ministry where a friend of, a colleague of mine now and myself, we started up a youth group, um, well, it was already started, but we push, pushed through it, and we kept on running it, and we kept on growing it, and we had lots of fun there. And that ministry got taken away from us, um, and I don't even know the intimate details, I don't remember that, Remember those, but I remember it hurting for a bit. Um, but that really showed me that ministry can be something that I would enjoy. Um, and then year 11 kind of came to an end, and in year 12 I went to Dad and I said, Dad, do you think Mum would be angry at me if I decided to go and become a pastor? So um, Dad said, no, no, you can, you can choose whatever you want to do. So I decided I was going to go and become a pastor. Um, I got into biomedical engineering with honours, um, and I then um, I deferred that, and then I went and applied to Avondale, got in, um, and did my four years theology, which was awesome. Um, I loved that. It was tough, but it was amazing. And if anyone's ever thinking about getting into ministry, I'd suggest going and doing um, a bachelor of ministry in theology with chaplaincy at Avondale College. Um, but um, or something similar, but that was that was amazing, um, and it really helped prepare me for what I've experienced now. Um, but the process to get employed was pretty tough. Um, there were some things that I can't share that happened, but um, yeah, I I was close to not getting employed, um, but I think God had prepared a way, and um, I managed to convince leadership that. Um, I was an employable person that I deserved a job and I, yeah, I got given two awesome churches up here on the mid North coast of New South Wales. And that journey from being a kid to now is, um, something that I credit, not just my family with, but I credit God with because the number of setbacks or hits and things that most people just give up at, um, it's quite numerous and God prepared a way for me and I'm not the sort of person you'd pick, I don't think, to be a pastor. But 
Um, but yeah, I, I ended up I ended up here, which um, is amazing, and I'm loving it, and I'm learning so much, and I'm growing, and I'm excited for where the future is going to take me. Um, but a ministry family now. Um, Kayla's also a pastor's kid, so we both kind of understand what being a pa- uh, PK is all about. Um, so, and what being a ministry family is all about. So yeah, we're kind of got, come in with our eyes open, but it's different experiencing things for yourself, expectation and expectations of what a pastor's wife should do. Um, churches often think that a pastor's wife is another pastor for them, which in some cases is true. Um, but Michaela also has her own career and her own ministry and we're going through the process, I think, of sharing with people what... Um, our expectations are and what their expectations could be um, for for the situation. Um, learning the steps that I need to take to communicate that clearly is also a big challenge. Uh, and I've, I've really come to accept the fact that being in ministry isn't necessarily going to be the greatest thing on earth for my family, my future family and Michaela at the moment, but it is the greatest calling on earth in my opinion. And I have a duty now to protect um, Michaela and any future family from the challenges and from the hurt that happens. And I know the hurt will happen, but looking after it and being present and being willing to just journey through that together um, in the future, I think is a big, big challenge that many pastors shy away from. Um, I know that a lot of pastors talk about, they, oh, don't call my kid a pastor's kid, don't do this, don't do that. But the fact is, is that we are a pastor's kid. Expectations, correct or not, are placed on us and are placed on ministry families and negotiating that is always going to be tricky. And I'm... I'm wary of what the future may bring, but I'm also excited for the fact that being a ministry family means that you get to experience the highs and the lows together because often you are the only people you have. And I know that God has prepared a a plan, I guess, for myself. That sounds so cliche, but I mean... I'm here and I've made it to here and I think that we need to be able to, as a church, take the step to no longer think of the ministry family as a more important family block than any other family block within our church. Every family block has the potential to do great things for God. It's just many say, no, that's on the pastor's family or that's on my pastor. When the Bible... um, particularly when you look at what Jesus' great commission was um, at the end of um, Matthew and at the end of, well, the first book of Acts and the end of John and Luke as well, Jesus' challenge to the disciples was go share with all nations. It wasn't just one person. It was go share with all nations. But that doesn't just apply to the disciples. It applies to anyone that chose to be a follower of God, not just pastors, but every single person in our church. And I think we're never going to be able to be an effective piece of, um, or an, not an effective piece, an effective mouthpiece for God, unless we're able to recognize the fact that everyone has a role 
um, to play in that. And I think that we've got to maybe reinvent ourselves a little bit at times. But every single person has a role to play in sharing the message of God's gospel with the world, the good news that Jesus Christ has risen and saved you. Um, and I guess my, that's my challenge then as a pastor is how do I best communicate with everyone that they are called to share and serve and show people what God has in store for them. And I'm excited for what that might look like for me um, and what that might look like for my churches and what that might look like for any other people that I come in contact with. And I guess that's one of my big challenges is really encouraging people to take the gospel seriously and to be willing to share it. Thanks for listening to my ramblings tonight. Um, yeah, I'd, what do you have any questions about what it's like to be a pastoral family or do you have anything that you'd want uh, me to tackle in future episodes? Leave a um, maybe a, a review below or you can send me a uh, message via my Instagram, which is just Andrew Pratt underscore or um, find me on Facebook and I check my messages and all the time. Um, and I've also got a Facebook page, which is Andrew Pratt Vlogs, um, which links up to all my other social media. So yeah, go find me there. Um, and um, I look forward to catching up with you all in the next episode. So without further ado, I will see you all next week. Well, not see you, talk to you all next week. I'm never going to get used to this. I'm so used to film. 